0: Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the award-winning GV70. And with the first ever electrified GV70, you get all that stunning design and innovative tech in an electric vehicle. The electrified GV70 features the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. The exclusive G-Matrix grille stylishly hides the charging port. Inside, discover a driver-oriented cockpit featuring fingerprint recognition, available NAPA leather, and premium navigation with a 14.5-inch HD screen. Engage boost mode for an exhilarating 483 horsepower. And when it's time to charge, DC fast charging will give you up to 80% charge in minutes. Your Genesis Electrified GV70 is waiting for you. What will you begin? Learn more at Genesis.com. Genesis. Keep beginning. Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the first ever electrified GV70, featuring the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. Learn more at Genesis.com. Genesis. Keep beginning. Hi everyone, I'm Rachel Zoe and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating the most extraordinary superwomen who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, I am so excited to have one of my favorite stylists, celebrity stylist and co-founder of The Period Company and so many different parts of her business that she's launched since becoming a stylist, Carla Welsh. Carla opens up about how she started her styling career by working in a restaurant, working retail since she was 11 years old with her dad, and how she met the love of her life and husband there as well. Carla is sharing with us how hard work, very hard work, and saying yes lead to a majority of her successes and how sacrifice is sometimes really hard and painful to look back on. I'm so excited for you all to listen to this episode. It's really good. It's progressive. It's honest. It's candid. It's open. It's really important and something we all need to be speaking more about So let's get right into it with Carla. And I hope you love this episode as much as I do. I think anyone who knows what a stylist is, and you know and I know Mm -hmm. that so many people actually don't, but but I think anyone who does absolutely knows who you are and is a giant fan. And I also think people obviously outside the industry really know you as well. And I think you've become this very prominent, voice for so many Mm. different things for so many people. But I also, the reason I started climbing in heels was because I think that from where people sit and how they view people in the public eye is, huh, she got lucky. How did she get there? Right. Or like, oh my God, who's this girl? Carla Welsh. Like she just appeared out of nowhere. God, how did she like whatever. So I started this because I think for all the epic women that I know that are at the top of their fields, everyone's journey is so completely different. So sure. incredibly challenging. None of yeah. them have happened overnight. <laughs> and, yeah. and so, right. Yeah, not 20 years yeah, overnight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If 20 years is overnight, mm-hmm. yes, it happened overnight. And so I think I I, I first want to just touch a little bit. where do you like Come from your family, like just a little bit sure. about like who were you? Were you like an awkward, shy kid or were you like a cool kid? Yeah. Were you like no. awkward, shy, right? So I come from a really small town in Canada, okay.
1: powerful British you're... Columbia, like tiny. If you took Highway 101 <laughs> to its very end, that's where I'm from. And I was the youngest of four okay. kids and we were pretty insular. Like we just played with each other, probably because my mom was like, I'm too tired. You don't need to go on a fucking <laughs> play date. But also, I was like that kid who. We went out on our bikes and we came home when it was dinner time. You know, right. I feel so lucky to be, a you know, seventies, eighties kid yeah. that got to kind of experience the world, you safely. know, in ways our children, yes, yeah, safely. Right. <laughs> no, I think the world's still safe ish. It's just so different now. Right. We really had so much freedom growing up. Yeah. So I think I was, I was not that outgoing and I'm still not that outgoing. Like I'm like a bit of an imposter when I'm like, right. I'm an introverted extrovert. I know. Yeah. I I'm I'm yeah, yeah, are for you sure, a Virgo right? Virgo? Where you're like, you're Virgo. Yes, we're all yeah. Virgo. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. It's our thing. And you know, I have to like really prepare to go into a room because I'm like, oh, I'm not that interesting. I don't have anything to say. And but then I like to be easy with people. But I'll also like get right to it. I'll just be like, oh my god, are you happy with your life? Like I like <laughs> I just can't do anything. I know. Casual. I think no, I want to know. Same. So I think I was like a daydreamer too, as a kid, like I loved playing with my Barbies and I loved just imagining. And I was always pretty comfortable with my own company, you know?
0: Yeah. And I still think that's to this day, I still am. I have so many amazing, like, it's funny. People are like, yeah, but if you were doing a party, you'd have 200 people. And I'm like, yes, for sure. But yes. like, who do I want to round me on any given time? Like one yes. or two. Or like if I'm going out and things, I I have to mentally prepare myself for it. Honestly, for sure.
1: Not weird. Cause it's
0: still like work. We're in such an on
1: business. Right. And, and I will say you have a sister and I have a sister and like my sister is my best friend and. Who I want to spend? They're like, "Oh, are you going on a summer vacation? Are you going to Europe?" I'm like,
0: "No, I'm going to Canada, yeah. and I'm making my whole family be there, yep. and that's what we're gonna do." Isn't that like so? It's so interesting. And I say the same that because I've had my sister, I don't think I ever leaned on friends the same way that a lot of my friends do. I mean, I'm definitely thankful for that, and I'm sure you are too. Because there's too. a comfort and a safety, and a you don't have to work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, built-in playmates. So, okay. So what happened? So you go through like, when do you leave Canada? So I grew up in a, in the fashion business, not the
1: fashion, the retail business. My father had a store. I worked with him from like a very young age. I would go there after elementary school, probably because he was the babysitter. And I, he would put me to work like dusting the shelves and folding the shirts. And like, then like maybe when I was 11, I started doing his window displays because I like loved it. And so get I would do all the little tableaus. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then I became, started going, he'd take me on the buying trips with him and I would get to buy the clothes and then I started working for him. And so that was my constant through, cause we had to have jobs in our household, but I would be my, I was my dad's like a plus employee until wow. like all through college and that, and then graduated and I kind of floundered to be honest. Like I, but I wasn't really stressed out, which maybe I should have been, but why? <laughs> like I went to college and I was like, oh, I kind of suck at this. Like I just I wasn't ready for learning. And the funny thing is is like I love to learn and I'm so curious about the world and I I'm always like, you know, I think sometimes the higher education's wasted on young people. Cause if you're not ready to be there and learn and I mean kids nowadays are so focused and are so amazing, but I wasn't that. So I was well, like smart. okay, I'm gonna go travel. Mm-hmm. Then I watched I mean, I'm so influenced by cinema, of course, as you are too, but I watched Tequila Sunrise and oh. Michelle Pfeiffer was the maitre d of her restaurant yes. and she was making angel hair pasta. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to go around a restaurant. I want to be Michelle Pfeiffer and have Mel Gibson come in and I'm going to make an angel hair. And Kurt Russell. Whatever the hell. Ha- yeah, and Kurt Russell. And, that's Kirk her Russell. Her. <laughs> and then, so I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I was like, Systematic. And I went to chef school and I went to food and beverage school so that I could know both ends of things. Like, oh, I think that's part of like, really what makes a stylist too. Cause you yeah. know, we can go on a photo shoot and we're like, we can produce
0: it. We know how yeah. the best shot, we can yeah. direct hair and makeup and then we yeah. can tell the photographer what to do. Like that's our brains, right? That's wild. Okay. Okay. Well, it's also yeah. freaking me out. Cause you know, that was my first job. I was a hostess. Time at oh, Roger. no way. I was 19. <laughs> well,
1: Okay, this is fucking wild.
0: Because in an Italian so restaurant, I, I
1: worked like great, like up in Vancouver, and blah, blah blah blah. And then I worked in this really famous Vancouver restaurant. We won James Beard awards. It was great. I was really poised to become a, a partner in the restaurant uh-huh. and a restaurateur. Yeah. And one day, this fucking guy walked in and he sat down on table seventeen, and. That was it. That was Matthew Welch, my husband of 21 years, who came and sat in my restaurant. He wrote me a love letter. And he, I'm and, gonna cry. and you remember working in restaurants? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're nice to people. That's our fucking job. Oh, yeah. We want your tips. Oh, yeah. You're nice. Oh, yeah. And I was, but I was always nice. I, but it's also, you know, it's a performance. Like there's a song oh, and dance. Yes. And boys flirt with you because they think you're being nice because they're basic. But yes. And we had like a real run and like, it was all, all my best girlfriends come from there. I'm That's where I built my biggest community. And, you know, they're all young, good looking girls. We got to wear whatever we wanted. And we were all, we all dressed really nice. And uh, a lot of boys came in and flirted, but this boy sat down and I was like, well, I guess we're making a change. And that was it. I came down to Los Angeles to meet him actually in Palm Springs. I said, Oh, I'm visiting my aunt. And he came and we literally were like, okay, let's get married.
0: Get out (laughs) of here. And that was it. I know, isn't that crazy? That was it. I'm dead. That's crazy. I met Roger. He was a waiter and I was a hostess. Shut up. And he literally said to me, whoever you see come in with a cell phone, seat them in my section because they'll be the biggest tippers. They had money. They had money. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Literally, and here we Look are at you, teamwork from day <laughs> one right, that's so crazy wait i never see i could like stop here we could end here i'm so happy yeah. now <laughs> but
1: didn't you love working in a best. restaurant like i it was want, the best. i have i have learned so much that's why i, I always say to young people Work nothing you do is waste
0: it right yes it's true From me working in the store from me yes. working in a coffee shop to yeah. working in a restaurant that's where my skills have come from a billion like, percent and they, a billion do percent. That now. they graduate and want to be the like vice president of the company and they want to be the vice president
1: of the company and they want to be
0: paid like, it. yeah, it's it's like a thousand pounds. with the vacation days like that go with it and like the balance. Do you know what? Like- I know a few CEOs right now that when I recommend people, they go, did they ever work in a restaurant? And I say, oh, I what that. do you mean? And they're like, I won't even meet somebody that hasn't worked in a restaurant and been a waiter or a waitress it's a thing so what you're saying is very valid because it's a discipline it's a way to talk to people it's Mm -hmm. a way to meet all kinds of people that you have to like i don't want to use the word and it's
1: fun (laughs) as fuck like it's so much fun you got cash in your pocket like i know and that's also why i'm like an outrageous tipper someone once said to me you'll never go
0: broke given a good tip And I was like, well, there you go. Oh my God. It's so true. Okay. So I'm fascinated already. So you come to LA and you got got married. Crazy. I got married. (laughs) You're a baby. We had a bit of a, how old were you? So I met Matthew when I was 20,
1: just actually my birthday's 9-11. It was my 27th birthday. And then we got married, I think when I was 28. Okay. So yeah, I was a baby. Yep. And you know, as someone who had worked their whole life, it was really defined by work. And I I still am Mm -hmm. being down here and not having a job was a crisis. It was like my first crisis in life where I was like, I don't know what to do, who I am and what I want to do. But secretly in my mind, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a stylist. I wanted to be a stylist, you know, in my last year or so in Vancouver, especially when I met Matthew because of photography, he's a Mm -hmm. photographer. Yep. And I think that's right when we really started knowing what, or at least for me, like the fashion editor, what's the fashion editor doing and Mm -hmm. celebs weren't quite hitting it yet. You were, you were about to bust on the scene, right? But then, (laughs) but then you were there and that was the kind of, no, you're my like total model. And I I think nobody in our position can say that you weren't you and you Andrew Lieberman, of Mm -hmm. course, but like you were more like that. You Red were in perfect. the in our eyes, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say in the, in the face because that doesn't sound right. But <laughs> like, you met. yeah. So then I started, I floundered a bit and had a lot of crises, especially when you're first married to someone, right? Of course. Who you didn't even fucking know. Of course. And I was like, what did I do? <laughs> but I don't think I ever thought, what did I do? I thought, let me figure this out. And
0: well, all of a sudden you open your eyes and you're like, it's that turning 30 crisis of like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm a grown up. Like what, what yeah. happens now?
1: What happened and, and and what do I want to do sure. and what, what nourishes me? And I came from a family of people who work and like are hard workers. So I was just missing that. And so I started, Matthew had a stylist who was always late, never prepared. And he kind of, I saw how it affected his job and how he wasn't successful because of it, or, you know, he was still successful, but he wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. killing it because of it. And I said, I can do it. And he's like, you can't, you've never done it. And and I started assisting a bit, mm-hmm. but I wasn't a good assistant. Yeah, I was okay. a great employee. I wasn't,
0: either. I wasn't either.
1: But cause I think I was just ready. You know, sense. I just knew that I had it in my mind. So I asked like a record label. I think it was like Atlantic records. Uh-huh. If I could do this job that he had. And they were like, th- it was no money. It was like the easiest risk they could do. I think about got a thousand dollars all in with like four people.
0: <laughs> and then I just took, so, was off so to the you races had, and so I ended up negative basically on that. So yeah, I right? mean, I went,
1: I remember building out the business. When I started with celebrity, I bet you, I went like $200,000 in debt.
0: Oh, and back in the day when oh you had no money, nothing to begin with. No. And yeah. You, and you had was to crazy. pay for shipping and FedEx and tailoring because the client wasn't paying. Right. So yeah. And the client, yeah.
1: And the label, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's how it basically started. And I just, and then I was doing like lots of musicians,
0: and but you just kind of plugging away immediately. Yeah, immediately, loved. loved, 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 loved. I just loved it. I loved clothes. I loved, and I think that's the sort of thing that not everybody knows until they're physically doing it. Is that it's not the, I like clothes and I like fashion, so I'm going to be a stylist. It's the, right. Do you remember like stacking bags up your arms oh, yeah, and course. walking and then, through and like the, the, the Beverly Center? The cuts <laughs> the of the plastic,
1: plastic bags <laughs> in your arms because you didn't want to take two trips. That's, <laughs> I can feel the burn yes. in my arms still.
0: Yes, that like burn from the ropes in the bag oh. right here in the crook. Yeah, oh my God, I would have like, and it looked like- What drove me candy. crazy
1: was like, the people taking the elevator at the Beverly Center didn't need to take the elevator. They couldn't take the escalators. And and then you had to like take the escalators yourself because those elevators were so slow and there were full of people who didn't need to use them. Yes, totally, totally, 100%. That's
0: so much grunt work. And like sweltering, I, and, sweltering, 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 holding <laughs> garment bags, <laughs> tripping over. And yes, a thousand percent. Because people yeah. have asked me like, what was it like to be a stylist in New York City? I'm like sweating, oh, I'm sweating, no. climbing up stairs and walk-ups. When I started working in LA, I said, this is a vacation. Because you oh, for can sure. put things in your car. In your car. And drive. Yeah. And then unload. Yeah. It's very yeah. civilized. It's not civilized in New York. Even now, I don't want to go do a job in New York. They're like, it's can so you come lot. in and do a fitting? And I'm like, Sir, it's. Really I don't hard. know that I can but okay. Really so hard. what was the like moment where you were like, okay. And maybe it wasn't like one, but was there that moment where you got an opportunity and you were like, this is the biggest opportunity of my entire styling career. And if I fuck this up, I'm done. Or were you like, okay. I'm too nervous. You know, like what was your moment? Yeah. What was, and when was that? I think one of my biggest things was like literally getting kind of discovered
1: okay. and breaking into the celebrity market. You know, I got which is hard. An agent, yeah, kind of plucked me, and mm-hmm. it was like a real fairy tale story. Right. And then I just was like, "I'll never say no, no." Yep. And so I said yes to every job that came my way, because yep. I thought I can learn something, and this is basically to the point where I would do a music video until five in the morning oh, and yeah. get on a plane and go do an editorial oh, in New yeah. York. Oh yeah, kind of psychotic, but. Who am I to say? That's not why I'm yes here to talking everything. To you today. Yes. To everything. Yeah.
0: Yes. To everything.
1: And, and I honestly, you know, I have an amazing team. I've always had amazing people who really work with me like assistants and that. And, but then, you know, people come in and out and they're like, I just want the balance and that's amazing. <laughs> but if you want to do what we do, it's a choice because the industry is not going to change for you Perhaps. in this year. <laughs> Or this decade, it's just, it's a choice. And I respect people who want that life balance. Good for you. But if you look at anybody who got to a certain level, they got, cause they said, yes, it's true. And, and, and you can have that
0: mindset, but when your name, if you ever get your name on the door, you're going to call me and be like, oh my God, you're right. Yep. It's so incredibly true. And it's funny because a lot of the women that I've had on climbing in heels said the same thing that they basically just always said, yes. Because they knew yeah. there was something they could take away. And even if it sucked, it somehow yeah. oh. taught them. And so many of them sucked. <laughs> so many of them sucked, especially the music videos, especially the night oh. shows, especially the disgusting yeah. locations that felt like you were gonna get killed. And like, yeah, you know, <laughs> for sure. Like, <laughs> years of that. And like, but I have to say, I think it really does put the fire in you to get where you, where you get to, honestly. And I think it's that grit that makes you appreciate so much the like, for sure, the getting there. And I think it's like, I mean, you know, and I know there are people that are very confused as to who the talent is. And I think that's a more recent thing I do. Yeah. And I think, you know, look, we can thank social media for that and all of these things. But I think at the end of the day, the old fashioned way of working your fucking ass off, Mm-hmm. Saying yes, being grateful, yep. getting your ass kicked a little bit—it's yep. okay. I think that's really the people that get to the top. Honestly, Rachel, it's that. the waitresses. It's the waitresses. It is. Well, what did you just say
1: there? Yes. Say yes. Say yes. Work your ass up. Get yes. kicked around a bit. Yes. It's, true. it's a performance. It's, true. it's the same skills that I had. Working yep. in that restaurant yep. as here, but like a little more fun. And retail is the same. Retail is the same. And retail's <laughs> the same. And, and you're right about, it. I, you know, I was with Petra the other night at Aww, the Chanel show and sweetest. we were just talking about, oh, the next generation. Cause yep. I was you know, popping up as that, you yep. know what I mean? I yep. remember that. And there's always going to be that, right? Of course. Of course. Of course. I know that there'll be a different where my timelines run out, but I was like, yeah, but there's some of us who are so consistent yep. and chill. Yep and just our operators, you yep. know, yep. not to take the glamour out of it. No, no, it's true. Also, I'm a fucking businesswoman. I run a multimillion dollar company. Yep. Like that's, that's Carla Welsh styling. Yeah, that's the deal. And yep. it's like, I pay my employees and I give healthcare and retirement. And it's like, that to me is like, wow, that's a part of it. You know, it's like, it's so important. And that's something I say to young people, like, know
0: how to pay the bills. Cause uh, yeah, because it's a business, the bills but are I think coming. you thought beyond it. And that's the other thing. And yeah. I really want to talk about that. Also, who, who was your first client visible that you were like, that people were like, who the hell is Carla Welsh? Oh, Olivia Wilde. Oh, I just saw her at baby to baby. I love her. She's fucking yeah, I mean, cool. Seven. We've been together 17 years. No way. We're, yeah. 17 years. So she's like my Jen Garner 16 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I'm not Exa- yeah. obviously doing it anymore, but no, yeah, but yes, like- we were together for a hundred years and now we're, by yeah. like, now we're, we're like mom friends. It's so funny. Uh,
1: um, well, life just, but you know, you asked me like that question of like where I thought, Oh my God, I have to make it or I'm dead. Yes. I mean, I feel nervous every job I do. Me I mean, not me as too. much anymore, but I, no, I have that butterflies like, still there's butterflies. Mm-hmm. And I remember having like the first kind of real movie star opportunity Mm -hmm. came my way with an actress and she was trying out and it wasn't that long ago and she was trying out a couple stylists and everything went wrong for mine, (laughs) like (laughs) to like Ted Cruz winning the election to the fire, to a shooting. It was just like a storm of like negative (laughs) and it didn't go my way. And I remember being devastated. And it's just like, yeah, shit doesn't always go your
0: way. But like, there's something else great around the corner. And I'm like, I'm glad it didn't work out. But like, and I feel like a lot of things did happen well for you over the last like, you know, really well. Amazing. Really well. Yeah. With new clients. Really well. Old clients that are crushing it with like. Isn't that funny in our business though? Cause you still are like, I mean, you're still on it, which is, I think, great. Like, I still have that fire in me. Well, by the way, when you don't, is when you need to pause and that's correct when I did pause from it because yeah I couldn't well, you were in a, yeah. a fucking shit
1: storm you know what I mean <laughs> like, of actually. like us weekly when it was like the most
0: insane like you you like <laughs> so much so much so, you, yeah so much and also but also like created an industry so thank you well I mean
1: I, I thank you. you and mention you all the time yeah, but you're the it's, sweetest I sincerely we
0: wouldn't and listen, I wouldn't have known what to do. But here's the thing. I've taken like, I think it's been about a seven year pause from styling. And only this year did I realize, okay, I'm starting to remember why I lived and died for it again, but oh. I can do one or two people, like maybe, you know, but like, right. because it just started, the industry changed a lot. And I think the, the politics and the systems and the... I got a little gnarly for a minute. And listen, unlike you, because you have incredible people on your team, I could not find incredible team. I really struggled with that. So maybe if I do start styling and then I'm just going to have you hire my team. Oh,
1: okay. Sure. I'm great at that. I am not. it's my
0: super skill. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really good at my team team, but styling for whatever reason not. So yeah, I'll come to you on that. Okay. So then what happens? So you, you're obviously this like superstar stylist and like world domination. I think you're 20 years younger than you are all these great awards, all this great recognition. And then you start doing, first of all, you're very loud on social media and you're very principled and you're very politically active and very, uh, not shy about your beliefs, which I love, which I love. And I've I've tried to become louder over the last probably three years. You have. And I think it's amazing. I love Thank it. You. I've I mean, yeah. listen, I think at some point if you don't say something, then you're complacent right now. A hundred percent. I believe that. Right. I
1: remember <laughs> that night we met and I, my speech, cause I got like the voice of, and it was really before. And I don't care to like say that I started it. Cause I certainly did not. But I remember in my speech, I said, no one in this room will lose anything by speaking up. Yeah. But no one at the time had. Yes. I remember Roger was like, great speech. And I was yeah. like, oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> but I think it's, we just don't have a, it's fucking wild out there. It's wild. The world is freaking mad. It's our country. It's insane. Mass. Like we should all be on The
1: fact that we're not all walking on strike for gun safety mm-hmm. is insane to me. Of mm-hmm. course, I understand that's the complicity and like the complexities of things, but like That's just who I am. But I was like that as a kid. Right. That's who, like, I remember my brothers were like, we have a cabin on a lake and it's, it's not fancy. It's like rough in Canada, but they were like shooting baby frogs with their BB guns in the water. So I jumped in the water and I treaded water for like three hours so that they couldn't shoot anything. (laughs) I mean, I'm surprised they didn't shoot me to be completely honest. (laughs) And it's a BB people. This is not anything Uh, serious, but like, I have like. I've just never been afraid of it. And I remember an agent who, you know, we both know said to me, you better stop, you know, kind of close your mouth a little bit. And I said, just you wait, (laughs) like, yeah, no fucking way. Yeah.
0: Well, well, what happened to me, I was, I was selling clothes at the time when all this sort of hot mess of this country started to come out. And a lot of customers were in places that don't share my same beliefs. And so a lot of people at different positions were like, just stay quiet. And then after a yeah. while, I was like, Mm-mm, nope, 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 nope. Because then I, sh- then I agree. Right. Then I yeah. agree. And yeah. so I think for me, it was just sort of like, there's a responsibility and also like a burning in my soul to just scream. Right. Ugh. So I think all of that. Okay. So then, so then what happens? So then you're like, okay, I want to start multiple different parts of my brand and my business. Right. Because yep. then you're like, okay, I need more. I need to not only style like, you know, 20 amazing clients and work my ass off and have the same people, but like now I want more. So what happens?
1: Yeah. And I also (laughs) thought of it as like, you know, longevity and how Mm -hmm. can I provide for my family and like multiple revenue streams. But also, I also just thought it would be fun. Yeah. You know, we in the era that you and I kind of came up with like you first and me a little bit behind you, you know, we got treated as wardrobe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's your direction. Yes. And the the admin, always men, would be making the decisions. You know, you'd be on a beauty campaign. They'd be like, well, blah, 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 telling you how a woman would feel or a perfume campaign. Like, and I you? would just okay. think, I just think you guys are bozos. <laughs> and some of them were amazing and you could have amazing creatives. But I thought, why are we siloed into such a limited space? Yeah. Why? Like, why wouldn't I design T-shirts? Why wouldn't I... Have these other ideas like I can, not that I am saying I'm some creative director, I'm not, but I think that there was opportunities to do so many more things. And we kind of had the platform to do it, right? Like you, you did it. Yep. Like
0: you're, uh, you need to bring back your line. Like those suits were so good. Oh my God. Sarah Foster every day is like, where's the suits? The good news is I'm still wearing them all the time because I love them. I placed, I would you place did. your clothes all the you time. Did. I love, I love so much. Did. So Me, you just someday, think about that. Someday, someday. Yeah, okay. It just has to be in a yeah, better, but... better partnership. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do like a little more high end. We'd buy it.
0: <laughs> you're so cute.
1: But yeah, I think that's what it was. I was like, I wanted to flex like a little more, and I think sure. maybe that's because I was like an underachiever as well as a kid. I'm you like, know, are I'm you like okay? A- and what what part is the underachiever? What are you? doing? No, as a kid, I was hey, an yeah. underachiever. My parents are
0: think I'm a marvel. They're like, wow, <laughs> you were like so so. Was just I. our little stoner. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I mean, who wanted to be a student? My kids are my heroes no. right now. These straight A kids. I'm uh, like, where did you come from? <laughs> So mommy's so proud mine falls after me unfortunately <laughs> my husband was like that straight a student and really was like, well and he's creative too though which is interesting
1: yeah yeah but he was like a straight a art center student like of course he whatever was. of course he was. whatever but you know i just thought it would be like fun and and i think like you know besides you i kind of was the fur like the one who followed mm-hmm. of like having brand partnerships yep. and having collabs yep. and
0: ex-carla was yeah. Levi's like, first. It, was it Levi's first? Levi's. Right? It was like the Hanes and then yep. the Levi's and yep. the
1: Express and the uh, Eddie Bauer. And like, I don't even know what the hell else they did, but like, also, like, stylists are pretty unique in that we understand what's missing from the market, right? Of course. And we touch which, everything. When brands can, which is everything, right? Yep. Like, we know we're, we're merchandisers there. in a way. We can go into a store and be like, you know, what's really missing is this. Mm-hmm. So I, I love getting to do that side of things consulting now and working with brands and but ultimately i'm like you like for me my rock stars are like the Pier paulo nicola guest the friends of boys i mean and to get to have like their clothes come to my office or to work on a dress with them i remember out, watching right? the rachel Zoe show when uh-huh. you were like with that dress you put on cameron diaz <laughs> for it's the <laughs> chanel yeah. with blue everybody's mind that here's like a lucite heel and a freaking Short dress to the globes, like, come on, that's like one of the most iconic globe looks ever. And but how you talked about
0: you got to work with Carl, that and was it's like, my that's, drop dead moment for me. That's a drop, drop freaking dead. dead, like put it drop on your team star. I worked drop with dead. Carl, yeah, you know, literally. And like, drop dead, I said, I can quit, I'm done. Entrepreneurs know some of the most challenging times when starting a business are at the beginning. At Genesis, they've harnessed all that beginning excitement into the award-winning GV70. And with the first ever electrified GV70, you get all that stunning design and innovative tech in an electric vehicle. The electrified GV70 features the silhouette of a coupe and the capability of an SUV. The exclusive G-Matrix grille stylishly hides the charging port. Inside, discover a driver-oriented cockpit featuring fingerprint recognition, Available Napa leather and premium navigation with a 14 and a half inch HD screen. Engage boost mode for an exhilarating 483 horsepower. And when it's time to charge, DC fast charging will give you up to 80% charge in minutes. Your Genesis Electrified GV70 is waiting for you. What will you begin? Learn more at genesis.com. Genesis, keep beginning.
1: And for me, all I want to do is bring their vision to life. So, you know, so sometimes it's fun to bring our visions to life. But for me, I have so such deep respect for the designers and wanting
0: to make them happy. Yep. So it's a thrill. So for me, it's always still a thrill. Yeah. But by the way, and that should always be your reminder that that's why you're doing it, like meaning that's what wakes you up. And I think that's the thing. It's like that fire that obsession with that moment and like they walk out the door and they walk onto the carpet and you're like <gasps> yeah. <laughs> like yeah and, you're, and, and your and your phone <laughs> the best is when other stylists yes. are like yes. ding 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 yes. I love it you know yes. yeah. I was just Little doing validation. that with Sam who I love and she's in Canada sweetest girl you know I started so with good. her she was the only stylist yeah. that was nice to me her and Elizabeth Stewart were nice to me and everyone else was really mean I cried <laughs> and Andrea I it, man. Of they're course. so there's
1: only room to be not. Nice. There's just just not, and it's all changing so much too. Like yeah. you look at the carpet sometimes, and yes. you think, "What are we doing this for? Like, where's the meaning?" Mm-hmm. I still love it, but like sometimes, like yeah. you know, with streamers and the
0: saturation level of events, and yeah, we could reclaim a little magic. I it's think true. I don't know how they're, but I think that's why you're diversifying, for that reason. Yeah, so that for you sure. can keep doing what you love. And yep. keep touching other things. So you sure. keep it new and you keep it yeah. interesting. You keep your creative yeah. sort of flow going. Cause that's yeah. very important, especially for creative people, because if not, yeah, for sure, you start to get really pissed off about things. You know what I mean? Listen, when you're getting a little pissed off about it, <laughs> too pissed off about it, I mean, then you know, it's time, right? right? No, it's true. It's true. But I will say, I think that you're very inspiring for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're your loud voice is appreciated, I think by a lot of people. And I, oh. you know, and I, th- and I also think, you know, it's funny, like your personal style, like for anyone who doesn't know what Carla looks like, she's this very, like, if you know, reality bites and Winona rider, that's her total vibe. And she's so cute. She's a little pixie with this Canadian accent about, Oh my God. <laughs> Which I love, but okay. So you're also, I think what we need to really mention here is that you're also a mother of a teenager. I am. I am. <laughs> don't do it people. Right. It's a trap. No, you have the sweetest boys.
1: I don't have. A, I mean, my kid's amazing. Not sweet. I look at you and I think, Oh,
0: look at those sweet angels. Yeah. But they're also nine and 12. They're nine and 12. They're going to be sweet forever. I hope so. I can tell. I hope so. I mean, I hope so. But listen, I think this working mom thing to me is the hardest job out there. You know, yep. I just do, because For, I think there's a pull and I it, think cause I, it, they need Because it is. They need you. Of course. It, you know, it, it, being a child is the one thing my husband was like, you know, we need a little more
1: give and give. And I was like, when did you give to your right. poor single mom? Right. You didn't. Yes, exactly. Childhood is like when you get to be an asshole with abandon and your parents still have to love you. <laughs> so like true. you don't have a choice it, and your your heart won't let you have a choice. Right. I can never, in my kids being addicted to me, I could still not,
0: never just want to gobble them up. Of course. Because I do. It's crazy. Wait. It's crazy. How old, how old is he now? He is 17. Oh my God. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. That's wild. Yeah. So, and I also want to point out something that I think is actually very important because while you're building your career at its most pinnacle, challenging times of building, also married to a creative. And that is also something I want to mention, because when I was starting out, it was sort of the whole like New York thing, like 25, I went freelance, right? Again, not a great assistant. So I went freelance at 25 and Roger was an investment banker. So we basically didn't see each other for like five years because he was working 24 seven. I was making in my editor job $17,500 a year, just, so you know, remember when editorials paid 175. Oh, yeah. I do actually. We had to beg I mean, for two hundred. We had to beg for two hundred, yeah. <laughs> and you ended up negative because you had to pay for all the messengers and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. so I think I want to touch on that because I had my children later in life. I had already been doing yeah. my career. I think like fifteen years. Roger and I were together eighteen years before we had kids. Wow. So, but, but I always say in hindsight, like, how would I have ever done that? well-built, because I was working literally 20 hours a day, flying all yeah. over the world, like doing these yeah. crazy music videos. and You you wouldn't have, by like, the way. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I might have been not building my career as well, or like maybe even an absent mom. Like, I don't know. So how did you yep. do this? Did you take him everywhere with you? How did you do I this? did at the beginning. Like, and listen,
1: I'll give you some pretty heartbreaking news. Like I know that I missed out on a lot Yeah, for my career, which is it's hard to say, and it's a hard pill to swallow. And, and I don't think it's like, I mean, it is what it is. Like, and and I'm not saying it for any sort of sympathy, but like there are pivotal years that I need it to be there. And I wasn't, and and you know, like a little more of a backstory about my kid and he's trans and he's like, you know, there's a lot that goes with it. You know, also I didn't come up when there was like mommy blogs or in social media that was not happening when I was a a mom, like the resource. I was like in my thirties, but like somehow, I I mean, it just happened. I didn't even think I'd get pregnant. It wasn't a thing. And we just kind of like, I was probably a little like lax about it, but I will say I'm so fucking grateful to my husband because he, we switched roles, right? We switched traditional roles and Matthew really raised Clem Mm -hmm. and gave up so much of his own creativity and in his, his goals to allow me to like super sore. But if I had to look at it and I say to moms that, cause we all are moms now yep. I say to them with the younger kids, like you got to carve out that. Like you're in that time right now. You've yep. done it perfectly. Right. You had like the pinnacle of the pinnacle. Then you had your babies and then you, you've got to have them in like the most important time of their life. And I didn't get to do that. So I'm going to like, you know, but Clems, no like write a book about, yeah. <laughs> I don't actually have regrets right. because I've built a fucking amazing career, and yes. I'm so proud of it. Yes, I have pangs of yeah, hurt of course, over it. Of course,
0: as we do. So it, I don't I understand. Yeah, yeah. It's where it's like, oh man. Listen, damn it. We don't write this, right? We don't write it. Yeah. We don't script totally. it. Totally. Right? We don't. Yeah. Like, and and I think if you do, no life follows script, right? It just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't totally. work like that. Right. And I think that listen, I know a lot of moms right now, creative moms in our field who are there busting their fucking asses and their husbands are home and yeah. it works and it works, it works and it works. And I but they need their mom.
1: I, I hate to say it. No, like you need a mom. I mean, I not and Hey, listen, that sounds so privileged. Actually. I'll take, you know, I'll I, know it. you like you, I know what you mean. Like if you, you know what I mean? Like there's like Clem and I have like such an incredible bond, but Clem and Matthew are besties. Like, yeah. you know, I don't have, they... I get it. I get it. So it's just a different... And it's
0: probably not the narrative we were taught too, right? Sure. Where it's like that it would be us out doing it. Of course. That's all. Okay. So you have a 17-year-old. I have a nine-year-old. <laughs> like what? So like I could say, oh my God, I wish I was show a young mom. i sure, not. Of course. Right? Exactly. So it's there's trade-offs, right? And I think... there There's all the trade-offs.
1: There's if I could do trade-offs.
0: it differently, oh, I would try to balance a little more. It's hard though. But it's hard. Our business doesn't allow for it. It doesn't. And I do say that. And it's interesting because I think when I really stopped was when I had my second child and I realized Mm. that I was sending team out to do the job and that did not work for me. And it didn't work work for my clients. It doesn't work. So you really didn't have a choice in that moment. And I think you should really know that that you didn't yeah, have a choice sure. and you should go to sleep at night knowing that you didn't have a choice because you were providing food and you were provide you were building what now will set up Clem later. For sure. And so I yeah. think, and I do think that some of the hardest working people I know come from badass moms who work their ass off and very hard for when sure. the kids are little. And then they really grow up and go, God, fucking, I get it like I get why yeah. she did this and I'm so grateful. <laughs> I can't wait for that to- <laughs> it will, it will not at 17, yeah, Not at, 17. at 23. Listen. Again, you've built something incredible. You should be really fucking proud of yourself. You do a lot Thanks. for the fucking world, not just for fashion and Thank you, Rachel. you know, and, and I think, <laughs> I, you sh- I think you should be. Proud yeah. I don't, I don't regret it, which is like kind of an interesting thing to have too, but it's like
1: Yeah. It's just the pangs, Right. And, but I I did, you know, what I like to remind Clam of from like one to three, that kid was on like when the flights were free, (laughs) he was on all the New
0: York jobs. So I'm like, I didn't ditch you. You just don't remember. (laughs) By the way, they don't remember anything till after three. Okay. So wait, last thing. So can you tell me about the period company? Because I really do want to understand it. And it is quite significant in in our world. So please, please explain. It's a a
1: major thing. So I actually started it because Clem, even though he's a boy, got his period early. Okay. And it was like 10 years old. And this little cute meathead didn't know, like, A, at the time I didn't know Clem was trans. Okay. And so there was all this, but he did. Okay. So there was all this just. This trauma around getting their period. Okay. But there was also logistically, like you're you're asking a ten year old to change pads at a school. Sure. And at the exact same time, I was like kind of grossed out with the amount of period waste I was creating. Like pads and tampons for everyone watching never decompose. So the first one your grandmother's ever used is still on the planet. So it was kind of just like the light bulb went off in the head because. There was period underwear because I thought that was going to be the best bet for Clem. Sure. But it was super cost prohibited and and I didn't find it to be a really great product. Like it was good for a backup if your tampon leaked. Okay, great. You catch it in your underwear because tampons leak all the time. So I just kind of had a moment and I had, had done, understood manufacturing because of my, my t-shirt line. And I thought, I'm going to make the most absorbent and affordable period underwear in the world. And I'm going to make it so that every kid and every mom and every dad or anybody with a period could choose this way to period. Okay. Cause it was just, it just is better. <laughs> Me, you know, I'm not I'm biased, but like right, I correct. find it, it's a much more enjoyable way to have your period. And, and so I have an amazing co-founder It's this woman, Sasha Markov, who's an incredible CMO and she brought impossible burgers to life. Like she worked at mother London for many, many years. And she, I told her the idea and that I was going to do. And she said, well, the most important thing of having a great product is having a great brand. So let's do it together. And right. that was like pure serendipity because right. we had met each other many years later before rather. And so we've come together and And our main goal was like, wow, periods have kind of been looked upon as really shitty our whole lives. We've been told they're shitty, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been told globally that they're a stigma and that they're awful and and they can be. Yeah, But like, what if we were told something completely different. And what if boys were told something completely different? What a different maybe world we'd have, right? So we started the company, we called it period, blah, 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 we launched immediately on day one, someone sends me this letter about like period poverty, which of course, I knew period poverty is when people don't have access to yeah. care, like one in four Americans, which is that's so a, insane to me. That's so mental. It's mental but we quickly we thought we were a sustainability company which we were but then we realized oh my god we're not we're a mission driven company and our mission is to eradicate sustainably eradicate period poverty mm-hmm. so we work with organizations so we have a direct consumer business we just launched nationwide in Walmart which is amazing, amazing. like amazing the capitalist side of it unbelievable yeah going great but the most important side of it is that we work with orgs all over the world whether they're governments or NGOs or just private foundations of people who want to make impact. Yep. All these programs incredible. We're about to launch this incredible program in Kauai, where every single person in Kauai, regardless if they're you or me with a bank account yep. or someone at the poverty line, working poor, we're giving everybody five pairs of underwear and a pack of pads to see what happens in a space sure. when you imagine that nobody goes without and everybody has a democratized form of care. So... We're gonna see what happens. That we're going back incredible. into Kenya, yeah. And it, it's it's so like it's so funny. It's, it gives me the same feeling as when I get an amazing couture dress. Yes, which yeah. is which is like I yeah. I smell the dichotomy yeah. and I'm like wow that. But it's just my life's purpose is actually to do this work, and everything's led to this moment. You know, I had an amazing platform because I had amazing clients yep. and friends who. Yep elevated our brand in ways brands couldn't buy. Right. They can't buy The impact we've had already just with social. Yeah. And we do an amazing thing where we like team up with friends or celebrities and we do match days where they'll say, Hey friends, the period company is going to match everything that says Rachel today. And then, then we do a big donation. So we just kind of work relentlessly to show the world that it can be done because our huge goal is like, listen, we want someone to come in and we want governments to come in sure. and say, okay, we see what you did here. If they'll and talk we saw the about impact. it, if they'll admit that we actually have it. And you know what? It's crazy. I mean, a week ago, a girl got killed by her brother for having her period in India. I know. Sorry. I should give you that trigger warning. I mean, I but it—it's like babies and Because he and didn't diapers. even know what a period it's literally was. Literally, babies thought, and diapers.
0: It's the craziest thing.
1: It's like babies and diapers. They thought, <laughs> you know, so so much education is needed, and it's like, but if you just start, you can change things. And maybe we're in a different world now where we can't rely on government to help it change this, and maybe it's just great citizens. But I think if you can combine everybody, like citizens, governments, and businesses. And billionaires, come on, come on, buying,
0: you know, buy a it's hundred true. million pairs of periodized yeah, no, It's true. It's it's true. And I think, but it's funny because, funny, sort of ironic, because it's sort of, you think about this concept, you're like, how do I change the world with this? How do I impact the entire freaking world with this? Right. Yeah. And it seems overwhelming, but I think that you're already <laughs> scratching the surface in a really, really big way. And in a very yeah. short time, I mean, this is, when did you launch yeah. this? Two and a half years. Yeah. God, that's incredible. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And and even getting people to have the conversation is helpful. Listen, (laughs) we have signs in Walmart that say period on them. Bless. 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 Thank you, Walmart. (laughs) Thank you, Walmart. Oh my God. I adore you. I adore you. I love your passion. Mm -hmm. You're so talented. I love all the girls that you work with and the boys. And the boys, you work with boys hey, too. Oh, Lots thank of them. you, <laughs> Justin Bieber, casual and just, Haley, just that one. casual. Yes, but I love all that you're doing. I love, I really do. I oh. love your voice. I love your loud voice. <laughs> Thanks for <Rachel. laughs> I do. I know it's loud. It's Sometimes loud, I'm like, but I love uh, it because it means it down, think... but no, don't actually, really don't. No, I
1: can't because you know what? So many people who really had their have their had their rights
0: squandered over years
1: yeah. who don't look like us. Right? right. We're white women. Yep. So we have to run out of privilege in our lifetime. We have to spend the privilege we have until the day we die because we're not allowed to get tired. They're like, Oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. Tell that to the civil rights fighters, the freedom fighters It's true. who've come before us. Like yep. we don't
0: get to, and that's just the way it is. Period. And I love you more for it. So thank you, my love. I love having you. I I could talk to you. I could do a part two and a part three, but you know, I am going to let you go back to your life. But thanks for having me, Rachel. Um, It's been such a pleasure. Have Have such a great week. I love you. Keep your world domination and loving it. (laughs) It's that time in the show when I answer two listener questions. So let's see what we have today. Hi, I love this podcast and I have a question for Rachel that I'd love to hear her answer. I'm a mommy to two beautiful children. They're seven and three. My first love was fashion design, but I was at a point with my brand where it made more sense to take a break and be with my kids. Now that my youngest is three, I'm dreaming of getting my brand going again. At 34 years old, do you think that ship has sailed? Am I crazy to try and start back right now? If not, do you have any advice for someone trying to come back from taking a break after having kids? Thanks, Rachel. Okay, so first of all, no, it's never too late to come back or start over or continue what you started. I do think you have to first take a look at the business that you're in and what you're going back to because chances are it has changed a lot. I don't know a business that hasn't evolved and changed substantially over the last five to seven years. So I would definitely really think about that before you go headfirst into it. But absolutely, 34 is the perfect age. And I would argue to say that you are probably more focused, mature, and probably have the right perspectives on things, including business at 34 than you were at, you know, 26. And, you know, I really find, especially with women that the older we get, I really think the better we are mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things. So no. And I think that I would say, depending on what you do, I would say really study it and really see what the market is looking for and also what the market is missing and really consider that and start small. Start small and don't get yourself into a big overwhelming situation with inventory and things like that. So, good luck. Okay, next question. I am going to be a mother of the groom in February 2024. That's very exciting. Any suggestions where to look for a dress gown? I want modern, up to date style. Also, any ideas? What will be in for next February? Well, I would say, listen, I believe there's so many variables to consider with a wedding. I got married in February in New York City and it was black tie and it was at night and it was at the rainbow room. So my bridesmaids all wore black velvet (laughs) and my mother wore gold and I believe Roger's mother also wore like white and gold. I think when you're in February, depending on is it black tie where is it? Is it an away wedding? Is it a city wedding? Are you in cold weather? Are you in warm weather? All those things sort of weigh into it. But I would say color wise, I love navy in February. I love gold all year round. I do think you can wear black as the mother of the groom, but I think navy is a better option or a metallic. I think it's really chic. I love a sleeve. I love an off the shoulder because I think the prettiest part of women is their sort of neck and shoulders, especially at a wedding. I do love Monique Lullier for everything wedding I love Vera Wang it depends really on what your budget is because there's really so many options out there in every price range you can also get something custom made you can pull a dress image that you love and have it made at your local sort of seamstress shop and pick your fabrics and things like that but obviously that's a lot more work show me your Miu Miu does amazing sort of bridal in every size shape color they do a huge wedding business and very reasonable so I think that's also a great one but that would be my suggestion. So good luck. Okay, everybody, don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to pod on Instagram, and I just might answer your question. Do you want my help styling your summer? Through Curator, you can sign up to receive boxes curated with my favorite fashion, beauty, and lifestyle products every season, starting with our summer box. Valued at over $400, this customizable collection is available to members for only $125. Plus, when you join this season, I'll send you a very glamorous free gift as my way of welcoming you. Head to curator.com, that's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com for all the details on this exclusive offer. I want to thank Carla so much for coming on Climbing in Heels. I love bonding with her even more over the pain that we both experience growing our careers. You know, I've said it a thousand times, styling is not what it appears to be. It is grueling. It is painful. It is not glamorous 90% of the time. It's not what you see on Instagram, but it's amazing. And I think, you know, you can clearly see the passion in Carla's eyes And in her soul, you can hear it in her voice that she still loves it so much. She's very grateful to her work, to her clients. She's expanded on her brand in so many different ways. And I mean, just honestly reminiscing about emptying our cars in a mall and carrying the things out of the Beverly Center and literally like having our arms cut up from holding so many bags because you didn't want to make another trip. That really just got me because it's just so clear in my mind still after all these years carla has really helped lead the way in really speaking very loudly very candidly about things that matter to her whether it's politics whether it's equal rights and using our social platforms for good and speaking up because i do believe if you don't speak up it really means that you agree with what's going on in the world if you want more climbing in heels content follow me on at rachel Zoe and at climbing in heels pod on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. I'll see you all next week. Mwah.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old.